Hello, 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 and welcome to the first true episode of the Proclaim podcast. I'm Bridget, and I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation I have today with my friend Brandon Walker. Um, We're going to talk about guitars and worship and where God has led him um, through music. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks for doing this last minute. I know I asked you yesterday, yeah. and I've, I pre- I, I'm really appreciative that you were able to come on. So can you start by telling, for people who don't know you, can you mm-hmm. tell people what your name is and what you do? Sure. My name is Brandon Walker. I've been here at South Fork probably about 18, 19 years, something like that, and uh, do the associate pastor role right now. Mm-hmm being ready to hopefully be ordained into that. So the technical title is Associate Pastor of Worship Arts and Discipleship. I don't know what all that means, mm-hmm. but I pretty much do what I've been doing for a long time, you know. But I have the privilege of being able to do it full time and mm-hmm. to be paid for it. So that's been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you because one thing I don't think you mentioned you did you come to South Fork because of like the worship team here or were you already coming or because you play guitar. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing I want to talk about today is like how that role has kind of led you through, you know, some of the stuff that you do here on worship team. Mm -hmm. So did you, did you already play before you came here or what was that like? Not a whole lot. Um, actually Sherry, my wife, we had been dating for a few months. Mm -hmm. Her dad is a pastor. And so he was at a church at the time for about 15 years that he had stepped down, nothing, uh, there was nothing shady going on there. It was just time for him to move on. Yeah. And they ended up at South Fork and Hodgenville, which is uh, a little further. We live in Greene County. That's where they lived. And I think we had been dating for about two or three months, and they had been going for six months. And so I had not been in church for a while. I grew up in a small Methodist church. High attendance was like 35 and so, the, you know, she asked me, she, my wife at the dating at the time, she said, you should come to South Fork with me. And I'm like, no, don't do church. It's been a while, a little rusty, you know. Uh, and so I ended up coming and she said, you come to the services. What I told her, I said, I'll only come to the service at 11. No Sunday school, none of that extra stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I eventually started coming to both. Uh, and we started helping her with, her mom did the youth group on Wednesday nights. I started coming and helping a little bit with that. And looking back, her mom knew what she was doing. She was pulling me in and plugging me into things. And uh, we had a music minister at the time, Tim Gray. He and I became friends, just got to talking a little bit. And he actually got me up in the sound booth, uh, helping with uh, the slides and the music and the sound. Mm-hmm. We and me and a couple of the other deacons did it. I, I didn't really know much about that then, but... He was already trying to plug me in. I noticed that was a constant thing with this church is people trying to plug you in and get you involved because, you know, that's what we do as the church. We should serve. Everybody should serve. You know, there should be any none of that uh, sitting in the pews on Sunday, you know. So anyway, he got me up in the sound booth. And at the time, I'd always wanted to play guitar. I never had really played a whole lot. My brother, he's younger than me, about eight years. He actually got a guitar for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's left-handed, but my mom got him a regular guitar. 
just uh-huh. a right-handed guitar, and there is a difference. Right. And you can't just take a guitar and flip it upside down and play it the right. other way. So he was having a really hard time with it, and he didn't know why. And he <laughs> was taking lessons, and he was taking right-handed lessons, and it just wasn't coming. So his guitar just laid around the house, and I just started to pick it up and just uh, what they call noodle around with it, just played yeah. around with it, and slowly, eventually kind of basically learned about two or three chords. And one day... I'd mentioned to Brother Tim that I had a guitar and uh, wasn't even really mine and uh, didn't know he was looking for a guitar player at the time. This was back years ago. Uh, South Fork had just really got into more than just traditional hymns yeah, and spiritual songs, as you would call it. They were getting into more, a little bit of contemporary praise, and they were doing a good mix. And he like, did. what year was this? Just so people have an idea of like what was on, oh, goodness. Like, what was popular then, worship music wise. Lord, I lift your name on high was really big. Uh-huh. Open the eyes of my heart. Uh-huh. Mercy me wasn't a thing yet, y'all. There was no <laughs> I can only imagine. No, we were talking Amy Grant, yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman. You know, back in those, it was just starting to take off. And so I, and that's another thing. I didn't listen to any of this type of music. Right. I was pretty secular. And uh, anyway. This is really cool. Tim found out that I, I we chatted one day about guitar. And so Tim went and got a guitar, like purposefully bought a cheap guitar. Uh-huh. I think he got it from eBay, if I remember right. He brought it to church. Now, Tim is a musician. He plays trumpet. He plays bass. He, he can read music very well, you know. Yeah. So um, he bought this guitar and brought it in and asked me to take it home and tune it for him. And I'm like, okay. And I just, okay. I just played right along and I brought it back the next week and, you know, gave it back to him. I'll never forget we were in the sound booth and he said, uh, so you play? I was like, well, some. He said, show me some chords. And the rest is kind of a blur. But the next thing I remember, I was on stage. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> yeah. And he played bass. I played acoustic guitar beside him and we had Doris Jean. She played piano. Yeah. So that's where I started. And then, uh, me and my wife began to sit around, and as I figured out how to play chords, she would sing, and so we just started doing that together, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like just, and I think when I noticed that was the first time in my life when I could pick up on when God calling you to a ministry, is you have a desire to do it, and even at the time I didn't see that it was just fun. So you want to do things that you enjoy. It's like the way your brain works. Right. You know when you do something, you know, and you get pleasure from it. Your brain keeps file of that. And so I just kept wanting to do it, but I didn't see it as a calling yet. Yeah. And it just kind of took off from there. So Did you hear like God talking to you at all during that time? Like, hey, like this is going to be important. Or was it just like, oh, this is fun. I like doing this. Yeah, that's kind of where it was. Because looking back, um, all of these things was uh, just being used by like Brother Tim. He would, I, I wasn't really plugged in spiritually one-on-one with God. Um, I, I supposedly thought I got saved when I was about 12, mm-hmm. right? Went through the motions, but looking back at my life, it, I was distant from God, just mm-hmm. living my own life. So they were using this. I look back, he, Tim was using this to pull me in and plug me in. And, uh, but the funny thing is, is that's when God personally started working on me. Um, right before I started to play this music, uh, my old job years and years ago, I found this music on the radio, this worship music, and I used to, I remember years and years ago, I would listen to it when I'd be going through the stations, you know, back before there was all this 
Pandora. Yeah. And that was back before Pandora and all that Spotify, stuff. Spotify, none yeah, of those serious, existed. None of that was around. So I, I was going to the stations and I came to that music and I'm like, this is the dumbest music I've ever heard in my life. And then something happened. God just got a hold of me and then it was like he really started pulling me in. Mm -hmm. And that music became one of the, at that time in my life, the music was what pulled me in. And so I think that's really when it really changed is mm -hmm. when I saw the importance of what it could do through pulling you to God. He calls you through these things. And when you start hearing people sing about these things that you never really think about, I was like, man, this, and I remember listening to some of these songs and just like had tears, you yeah. know? So that's kind of when God started working. So kind of, I guess to answer your question, it was all simultaneous. God was just putting it all together. But it wasn't something like you knew was going on until looking back. Now oh, that yeah. you see it, it's like, oh, he was mm -hmm. totally setting me up for that. Yeah, absolutely. He was actually uh, showing me the interest he had put inside of me to do it, to do his work. Yeah. And uh, you get so involved in doing it and enjoying it that it's such a, it was such a fast change for me that I just really didn't put two and two together till later. But the music is something that I just never left, and yeah. we still do it to this day. So. Yeah. Thank goodness, though, too. And yeah. Another question I thought of as you're telling me this, do you feel like that's deep in yours and Sherry's, like, not only, like, marital uh, connection, but, like, spiritually, too, whenever you all play music together or whenever you all sing together? Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. Now, there in the beginning, there was a lot of me trying to figure out chords. Yeah. And before I knew how to change the keys of songs and... <laughs> She would sing too high, and I would be mad, and I'm like, you're not singing it right. But I didn't know how to change keys and transpose. Yeah. I was just learning. But it was something that put us together, and we got to do some specials every now and then mm -hmm. on Sunday morning, and that was like the highlight. And I know I was immature in my faith, and a lot of it was the performance side of it, liking to do it in front of people because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, that, that's something that you have to watch out when you're in front of people leading worship yeah. is you don't want it to be a performance because it can easily do that. But it started there, but yeah, it really put us closer together. It still does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One thing that that reminds me of is in this, in this Jenny Allen Bible study we're doing, it's, she says something to the effect of, and I know I'm going to botch what, like this interpretation of it, but like she gives you those desires. So the desire that you have to be like comfortable in front of performing in front of people, that's not something that everybody has. And that's mm -hmm. not something that, so I, I definitely think like whenever you have that desire and the will to do that and you're comfortable doing that and you right. feel like the joy that God's given you to mm -hmm. do that, it is, like you said, it is easy to make it about you or make it seem like that. But it's also something like when you use it in the right context, you can yep. really use it to show his glory. Yep. You, you'll, you'll find it doesn't matter what you do. Um, God will give you a desire to do something. And we'll talk about it later of even pastoral ministry, mm -hmm. how that's one of the things that I could tell was just you have a you have a way of thinking about something and you'll find yourself constantly thinking about it you may think it's normal but other people aren't thinking that way and you may have a, an interest in something and you'll find that you have it and other people don't yeah. it's as a christian you know we're all called to serve not just to sit and and observe on sunday morning so you're going to start looking for those things where god is really putting interest and if he puts it in your heart and you have a conversation with somebody like your pastor or maybe even in small groups, wherever you're at, and you think, you know, I think that'd be a good idea. 
if somebody did and then fill in the blank, that's a good idea that God is calling you to be doing that. So just you have to take note and pay attention. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. God gives us interests. Those interests are from him to pursue things, you know. Right. And I feel like that's that's ironic because you are you are like one of my sounding board people. Like whenever I'm I have an idea, like even like this podcast, like right, I remember right. you were one of the first people I told like, hey, I feel like like, does it seem right or does this sound and And now you're like our <laughs> one of our first guests. That's funny yeah, how it worked out like that. It is. Yep. Just always look for interest. But there's one 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 small part of that is even if you feel like you have an interest, there'll also be this. Uh, idea sometimes of fear mm-hmm. or apprehension mm-hmm. uh you remember god had to really convince moses you're the guy to do what i'm asking you to do yeah and once moses got the ball rolling once he obeyed and took off with it you know he had his ups and downs but he knew he was the guy called to do what god asked him to do so you might have a little bit of no that's not for me but the thing is even if in your worry and your apprehension about or your nervousness about starting you won't stop being able to think about it. Mm-hmm. And it just lays on you yeah, all the time. All the time. Until you do something about it. That yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's it, true. <laughs> and it, listen, there's even a part, I think that if you ignore that long enough or try, God might call someone else to do what he's asking you to do, you know, and that's up for debate. But I've seen that happen. I've seen people have giftings and abilities and uh, for whatever reason, not take hold of those and run with them. Mm-hmm. And the calling, it just kind of dies down, fades away, you know. So, so whenever you were going back to like whenever you started with Brother Tim and mm-hmm. and delving into this like worship on, on stage, mm-hmm. did you ever feel like I'm called to lead in this capacity? Because now, right. I mean, you put the sets together every week. Mm-hmm. You're like our lead guitar person. You do, you do, you carry the team in in a lot of ways whenever it comes to what we do on a Sunday morning on stage. Like, uh-huh. did did God give you those desires, or did that fall on your lap, or how did that yeah, happen? That, no, being in front of people is not uh, not something that I would ever think, you know. Cause naturally, as I'm an introvert. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. Mm-hmm. Introverts necessarily aren't people that are shy and reserved, but they don't really get a, a big thrill out of being in front of a lot of people. Uh, it's a uh, more they they like to be alone to recharge, you know. And we can we like I love people. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's after a certain amount of time you have to be away just to recharge in solitude. Extroverts are the other way. My wife is an extrovert. Yeah, we've talked about that. She gets her energy from being in large crowds, gatherings, parties, and I love to do that too. But after a certain amount of time, my battery drains, and I got to be away. So that was my main. That's just the way I always used to think. So, no, when Brother Tim would ask me to play, I would be in the back against the wall <laughs> on a stool. Yeah. And that was enough, you know, and I like to play. But, yeah, I never even thought that that would even take off from there. But later it was a opportunity when we got a different youth pastor. Mm-hmm. He uh been doing the music, the guitar stuff for so long, for a few years, and he asked if I would be willing to help him on Wednesday nights. And uh, we tried that with a couple different guys. Finally, the team just finally came together. It was a younger group. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's like every ministry I've done, I've always been the old guy, you know. <laughs> and so these college kids were coming in, and we had this wonderful band. That was really the first time that 
kind of what I do now had started. Yeah. And at the time, it just seemed like, um, just from what Tim had taught me, it was more of an outreach for the, the guys in the band. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the guys in the band uh, and the girls. I didn't see this as a form of leadership in front of the church we had. This was more of an outreach ministry for me to bring them in. And we just happened to play music together, you yeah. know. So they were all believers, but it wasn't about trying to make them into leaders. It was trying to make them a tight group because that's just what Tim taught me is to pull people in and connect. So yeah. I think that's where that started. I had a good role model. I had somebody to teach me how to connect people, and that's still something I try to do today. Yeah. Just find people that aren't active and pull them in, mm-hmm. you know. And when people get connected and serve, it's when their faith starts to grow because then they start laying into that thing that God designed them for or mm-hmm. things, you know. That's just part of it. Once you get moving, it's a lot better, you know. I think yeah. Billy Graham was the guy. He said, there's no better place to be on this earth than in God's will, doing what he made you to do. So you got to help people find that because sometimes people just don't know. You just got to ask the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where it started. Is there anything else like along the, I know we could talk, we could do like five episodes on things that where God has moved in your life or where you feel like God is leading you. But is there Mm -hmm. anything else in this realm that you want to talk about? With the music? It just seems to be something that's always continued, even from a a period or season that I wasn't in charge of it anymore, uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that God had planned it. But I was still part of the, the team and still part of uh, the soundboard of what happens and direction and whatnot. But it just, it just uh, looking back, it's it's always cool to see God work, even if it's taken so long. And yet here we are to this day and we're still doing this and you know, we've had our ups and downs. That's yeah. the way it goes with worship. And when you have volunteers and people that want to be on the, the, the band actually playing or singing, those people just, it's like a high rotation. So you just have to see it as a ministry instead of a band. Yeah. Because if that was the case, it would look like the band breaks up a lot and the band has problems. But the thing is, it's just the ministry itself has highs and lows. You know, we'll be without, percussion or drums for a while and it's not the end of the world you just think this is the season where we do other things yeah and right now we're getting a drummer back you know hallelujah that's right praise (laughs) (laughs) people love to have the drums they do i just i feel like it just brings a whole other level of what's possible for you to play and what Uh uh-huh and you're I'm right. thankful, but I but that's just my style, you know. That's yeah. just what I like listening to, and I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that, that I'm glad that we've become kind of mindful of is like singing songs. We don't have a congregation of twenty and thirty year olds. Yeah. Like we have a congregation of young people, like literally babies to eighty, ninety year olds. Yeah, and there's a broad span of like musical taste mm-hmm. and and where people find find being able to hear God whenever they sing or whenever they right. listen to songs. Like some, what what appeals to me not, might not appeal to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's one thing that we do well is a, a playing like a good mix of so, like of different types of songs. You have to. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that's when you see music as a ministry and not just your own personal band. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference is knowing that you'll be possibly – leading with some music that you don't go out in your vehicle and listen to yeah. or you don't have on your Spotify playlist uh, and, and it may not be your favorite stuff. 
but knowing that it puts people at the throne of grace because, let's hypothetically say, it's an older hymn, and you've got some people that just grew up listening to those hymns, and it could even be younger people, you know. Like if you grew up in a small rural church, more than likely you listened to hymns growing up. That's what you're saying. Yep. So that's what people connect to worship. So you do those even if you don't love those. Right. You know? But once you start reading the songs and looking at the, the lyrics or the you know the scripture where these songs come from, then it you realize what you're doing is serving other people, but you want to do it well. Right. You don't want to be a distraction. Yeah. You know, by like your electric guitar not coming in, <laughs> being unplugged, and or you, you know, sound like you're talking from personal experience. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Man. You know, or finding the right key to people can sing along, or you know, you just don't want to be a distraction, and you don't want to make it a performance. Yeah. But you want it to be something that pulls people to closer to God in that moment when they're together once a week, congregationally. It's a big deal because we're called to do it. So that's why we do it the best we can. So there's no distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that you were able to come and talk oh, with yeah. us and, and tell about that, you know, how God has moved in in that regard of your life. And Absolutely. I'm excited to see where what else we're going to talk about in the future. But Yeah, I hope to come back and do this. This is a lot of fun. I, I And I feel like I truly would not be, had you not been faithful in what God called you to do in, mm-hmm. in the music and in like worship team, I don't think I would be part of it because I know you encouraged me whenever I was like 16, a, t- mm-hmm. a teenager yeah, and all throughout call, even, I mean, even now you are one of my biggest encouragers. So it's been, a, it's I'm been thankful. a few years ago, right? It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute, but I mean, I'm thankful for you. Yes. Yeah. It, it When you do these things for so long, the time just goes by really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes me feel old, but I, I'm not a kid. I'm not a kid, y'all. I'm really not. I'm really, my wife says I act like I'm 12 sometimes, but yeah. I'm, I'm not a kid. I've been around for, as they say, I've been around the block a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome.